and welcome your backup plan tribe to another awesome awesome show this week i can't believe it we have such a great guest today and a topic you know that we've never really discussed before so if you are new here welcome to our show today welcome your backup plan tribe my name is talking taboo with tina yes i am tina Gim. brought to you by your backup plan app yes it's now um, an exclusive app just to download on itunes or google play i am an emergency preparedness coach a best-selling author of in the blink of an eye wow do you remember Jeannie? just like that things can happen in the blink of an eye or the snap of your fingers that's how fast something can change your life I am a financial expert and an app developer of your backup plan app. I'm located here in beautiful Vancouver, BC. I'd like to welcome all of you to our show and our channel today. And I always get out my hand just so that you guys, if you are new, please like, share and subscribe to our channel and click on that button down below so that you get notified of our upcoming videos that we have. Um, that we have every week for just for you just a show that you can like and share with your friends and family it might give you some tips or tricks you never know and if you are here you're here for a reason so thank you for coming on board with our channel I really really appreciate it be sure to press that subscribe button so I'd like to welcome all of our United States and Canadian listeners I am so you know, this is our third season, and I want to thank you guys so very much for always being there for me. Um, I want to, I, I truly appreciate you guys. I really do. And our next biggest listener audience is Germany. Unbelievable. And they've been continually the third highest ranking listener um, in our category and Ireland and Italy and India actually all the eyes isn't that funny um, are coming up the ranks as well so welcome to my German listeners meine deutsche Freunde sind unserem Podcast willkommen wenn sie Kommentar haben können sie gern Fragen stellen also danke für deine Freundschaft und danke für Sir so and meine deutsche Freunde. So thank you so very much, my German listeners. I love each and every one of you. You know, your backup plan app, it's out on iTunes and Google Play. And I'll, you know, I say to people, do you have a backup plan? And the biggest thing I think that I get when I ask people, they'll say, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. I have my will done. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I've got you know, I've got it all together. Really? Do you? Do you have it all together? You know, your backup plan puts your life all in one place in case of any unpredictable circumstance while taking that painful aftermath out of the tragedy. And one thing you can count on is we're all going to die. We are all born and we all are going to die, but we're not somehow, we're just not prepared. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure that maybe we think we're Superman or Supergirl, but we're not. You know, we have tragedies in our life. It could be a disability. It could be a sickness. It could be a death. But it also could be something that's changed your life. 
It could be a wildfire, which is happening right now in, in beautiful British Columbia, Canada. We're having humongous wildfires that are out of control again every single year. California, Australia, New Zealand. Um, we have wars around the world and we've dealt with COVID. And that alone, you should run and go get the app just for that purpose. Because, you know, when COVID hit, did anyone ever think that that was going to hit globally? Did anyone ever think that we'd have to be prepared for something like that? Did anyone ever think that you could get COVID and then just die in a week? No, we didn't. We didn't think of the Florida tragedy as well with the twin, the, the towers coming down. I mean, people saw it almost happening, but they couldn't stop it. And all of a sudden you're lying in bed, you know, got just gotten ready for bed and your building is collapsing underneath you and all of your stuff and all of you is now all over the ground under cement. It can happen in a hurricane. It can happen in tornadoes. It can happen in wildfires. You know, some, I say sometimes we have are given a five minute evacuation notice and we should be very thankful for that because we are not given five minute evacuation notices before we get hit by a car. We're not given five minute evacuation notices when, when that tornado comes down and they say, oh, we didn't expect that. We're not given five minute evacuation notices when you go to the doctor and you get told that you have cancer. We're not given five minute evacuation notices before something occurs to a family member and there's a knock on the door. So I am here to let you know that Mike Tyson has a very famous quote, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Isn't that the truth? Until we're actually faced with this tragedy, we're not prepared. We think we might be prepared, but we're not really sure. And that's why I created your backup plan so that you have something to go to, to know what to prepare for, how to prepare it securely and safely, and also how to do that and why you do that. And just by having a will isn't your answer for being prepared. It's only one little, little tiny drop in the big barrel of water, so to speak. So I want to um, thank all of my listeners for coming on our show today. We have a very special guest. I'm going to bring her on right now. Her name is Alicia McBride. And we're going to, here she is. Hi, Alicia. Hi. So I'm going to just read Alicia's little introduction here so that we all are understanding where she's coming from. You know, our show today is Coping with Anticipatory Grief. That's quite a mouthful. Um, it's very different with the waiting game because we're in this, you know, we haven't talked about this in our show before, how we have, sometimes we get put in this waiting game of someone passing and we know they're going to pass but it's a long drawn out waiting game. And so Alicia here is from Pennsylvania, USA. 
it's it sounds such like i don't know it sounds so pretty when i say it like that um she is an international best-selling author an entrepreneur and an empath healer and um she's um written a book called feel too much a how-to guide for the beginner empath and the empath effect powerful stories of love courage and transformation and a children's book i love you when oh that sounds so beautiful she holds a ba in psychology and she's a reiki master and a certified yoga instructor wow that's quite a lot there alicia i'm so happy to have you on our show today and for you to teach us some tips and tricks on how to have more controlled feelings. I'll put it that way. Because <laughs> I, I know we can't feeling. stop the feelings, right? We yeah. Can't. No, you can't, you can't stop the feelings, but you can manage them a little better. <laughs> yes. So thank you for coming on our show today. I'm so happy to have you here. Where did it all start for you? Um, so actually, uh, a, the major part of my journey, um, uh, you had mentioned the book, I love you when, um, that book started out as a fundraiser for my best friend's daughter. Um, in 2018, she was diagnosed with clival cordoma cancer. Um, it's a very rare and aggressive bone cancer. She was not even two years old. Um, it was just before her second birthday when she was diagnosed. And um, at, the, at the time, I had been reciting this poem that I created uh, to my son at bedtime. And he loved, he loved the poem and he loved hearing it. And I kept, you know, every night I would recite it and I would add something else to it. Um, and that, uh, I took that poem and I turned it into the book, I Love You When. Um, because we needed we, we needed a fundraiser immediately oh that's um, cool yeah so uh she was diagnosed in the fall of 2018 um she stayed she went into the hospital and she never came out um she had an amazing fight against cancer um she uh started off not doing very well at all uh they gave her a week to live and during that week to live time, um, uh, my friend Amy, who was posting about it on Facebook, her her plea for help went viral, and everybody, everybody prayed for her. Everybody sent her healing. Um, I drove to the hospital, and I sat with her, and I I held her feet, and I I like I took everybody's energy, like I could feel everyone praying for her and I could feel everyone, everyone's love and their energy. I could feel it all. And I like pulled it in, into her body. Um, and it was, it was amazing. Um, during that time, she was also receiving a lot of CBD. Um, and I believe RSO Treatment. treatments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, and remember listeners, she's only three right what she was on she wasn't even two she had just turned two at that time when she yeah. was given a week to live she was two years old oh yeah that's that's agonizing um so uh, and then with all of that combined she lived another year and a half 
um, she was able, she hung on to her life long enough. So she was able to receive chemo. She went through round after round after round, as many rounds as she could possibly handle, um, with chemo. And they, pre they prepared her house for coming home. Uh, they put an addition onto the house because they, um, they thought she was going to come home with all kinds of like attachments and medical equipment and, and a nurse. Um, so they, they prepared the house for her to come home. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, uh, when the chemo stopped, um, her progress stopped and she wasn't able, um, she wasn't able to continue and she passed in, in March of 2020. Um, just when so she, COVID kind of was in the middle, right before, right, right uh, before, right before our shutdown in the U S. Yeah. Um, it, so they are like, right. It might've been the same weekend. Like they, they came home from the hospital into lockdown. Um, so nobody visited. Oh no, dear. Like, there was no funeral. Um, yeah, it was, it That's was horrible. A, yeah, um, it was a crazy, crazy time. Um, so during all of that, um, is kind of when I came out of my, my spiritual shell. <laughs> um, and I, I really got into energy healing and, uh, I was already Reiki one and two certified. I think during that time, I, um, I was already Reiki one certified during that time. I, I, I got Reiki two and three certified. So I'm a master Reiki practitioner. Um, I, I just dove in head first. Um, and I, I'm so grateful to be on that path now. I, I, I give her credit. You know, she helped me. She helped her propel me into the direction and to where I am today. Um, there's a lot of factors, but she's a big one. So yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really grateful for her, for her life, um, mm -hmm. for her life. So that, that's kind of how that started. <laughs> and that's funny because we were talking about this backstage and, you know, it started with me the same way, even though I had worked with many people and clients in the insurance world and, and got to know that people didn't really know what they had, you know, or what they bought or what they had in their closet or what they had in their drawer they probably didn't sometimes even know what they had because they couldn't remember where they put it. <laughs> so, so all of that, um, uh, I had a girlfriend as well and her husband had called me and said, could you pick her up? She has to go in to emergency. She has this cough and she can't get rid of it. So could you drop her off at home after I have to go back to work? And, um, uh, she'll she'll um, just go in and get some tests done. So I said, sure, absolutely, no problem. And so he called later and said she's not coming home yet. Um, she has to stay in for tests throughout the evening as well. So I said, okay, just let me know. So the next day he called and said she's not coming home. She has stage four lung cancer. And I was just so shocked. I mean, when you go into emergency and you don't, like your friend, they don't, you know, listeners, please think of this. You go into emergency thinking you're going in for tests. You're going in to maybe get some medicine, you know, whatever that you think when you go in. You don't think you're going in and never coming out. That's not even in your mind. So 
um, when I went up to visit her, that's where it all started for me too. And I created this app um, because, and we talked about this and, and I'm sure a lot of other people have to deal with this, but going up in the elevator and the elevator doors open, you get this whoosh of hot air and emotional wave and it just whooshes and hits you like, just like a fan was put on you. And it's scary because it's a lot of power and it's, um, you don't know how to, what you're going to see, I guess, put it that way, right? Isn't that like a really scary part? Yeah, I, and I think, you know, part of being an empath and a sensitive person or, uh, you know, just a human being in general, um, you, you are affected by that energy. Um, whether you know it or not. So when you're an empath or you're a sensitive person, you know you're being affected. You don't you may not know where it's coming from. Like if you're if you're an unaware empath, you're an unaware sensitive, sensitive person, you may not know where it's coming from, but you know you're being affected. When you're less sensitive, you're actually still affected. You just don't know it. Um, mm -hmm. And that that comes out in your body in in crazier ways because you just you have no idea where it's coming from. So part of being prepared um, is grounding and protecting your energy. Um, I really vibe with visualizations. I love visualizations and meditations. Um, so I I I you know close my eyes, go inward pull energy up from the earth, connect, you know, connect my feet to the ground, um, see me connected to the heavens above, and I'm pulling my energy back in towards me. Um, and then I'm collecting all of that and putting up a shield or a barrier. Um, it could be a metal suit of armor. It could be a bubble. It could be just uh, like an energetic barrier, whatever, whatever. Like a mesh screen, even like a a curtain like a mesh I wouldn't curtain. use something thin and see-through I would make okay. it really really yeah like hard and distinct um you, you don't want it you you don't want to even see that the energy can come through like a curtain you could see through um, mm -hmm. you don't want that energy coming in at all you want it to be a strong barrier um so okay and then Alicia what do you I mean because this is I I know this is common I mean we are all going to have to experience going up to visit someone at the hospital or for treatment or whatever, right? So when do you do this? Do you sit in the car and do it? Do you, you know, stand outside and do it before you go in? Do you do it in the elevator? Like what, where do you do this? I actually, I suggest doing it every day. So I would make it part of your daily routine. You know, you can do it while you're brushing your teeth. Do it before you get out of bed. Um, if you have a dog, you know, do it when you walk the dog. Do it, pair it with something that you already do every day. And then it becomes part of your routine. It becomes easy. I actually have a visualization up on YouTube to like walk you through um, exactly, you know, what to see and how to see it. Um, because again, I, I vibe with visualizations. There are lots of other ways you can do it too. This is just one of them. Um, so I would do it every day and pair it with something that you already do. Um, and then I would do it again before, like if you know you're going to be in a heavy situation, like you know you're going to go to the hospital and visit your friends. 
So I would do it in the car uh, or do it before you leave. Um, you can do it in the elevator. Like if you've forgotten, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I need to do this. Do it while you're standing in the elevator. Or like if you've completely forgotten, you haven't grounded and protected for weeks and you know, it's totally not on your mind. And then you're suddenly being hit with all this energy and you feel, you feel that coming at you. You're like, oh my gosh, well, do it right then. <laughs> there is no time like the present. <laughs> you know, all of this energy is hitting you and you can feel it and it's, and it's overwhelming and it's bombarding you and it feels yucky. Do it right then. See it washing away. See it bouncing off of you. Um, I always joke. It's just like that saying from when you were little, I'm rubber and you're glue and whatever you say bounces off me and sticks on you. It's just like that. You can repeat that in your head if that works for you. Yeah. <laughs> like be, be the rubber. Um, you know, you know, put, put yourself inside of a tennis ball if that, <laughs> if that works, <laughs> if that visualization works for you. you be creative, you know. Um, find find the thing that works for you and then do that but um don't be afraid to do it in the moment like in that heat of the moment when you are when you are so bombarded um it's okay to just take a step back and do it right then like um maybe you stand off to the side and close your eyes for a second i i will tell you that grounding and protecting gets really easy and you can do it in a matter of like five seconds um, and uh, like I do it with my eyes open now. I'm fully, like, I'm a fully functioning person. Well, <laughs> while you're doing that. Yeah. Like I, I, I could be doing it right now and you would have no idea. <laughs> That's um, cool. Um, but if you were, I, I think personally, if I was hit with a big thing like that, where it's not, I, I, I want to make it clear because when you go into a hospital or even in a dental office, and I'll use this like, very easily explanation you're not just hit with the energy of the person but you're hit with the energy of the whole environment mm -hmm. you're also like there's other people suffering and doing things down the hallway as well you're also hit with the smells and that triggers a lot inside of me too so i'm sure a lot of other people might not even be aware of that um, that that they're experiencing that, you know, because you have different smells and there's different uh, smells of the person, but there's also smells in the room and as well as on the floor. Um, and so all of these things have, I, I don't know, I, I feel like they have a very strong uh, accumulation of energy. So if I felt like I was going to be hit by that much energy, I would definitely, I think, walk out of the room and go somewhere quiet just for a second, just like you said, and, and get yourself back. But that's only because I've learned through other situations where I didn't do that. It's and a then, reminder. yeah, it is. So I, I think that would be really beneficial, like you said, to take that second and cover yourself up. Do you know... Um... Do you know that clear smelling is one of the clairs? It's uh, smelling that intensely um, or having smells affect you that intensely. It's one of the psychic senses. No, I did not oh. know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's probably a way that you're psychic. Um, you, you know, clear, clear audience, clear hearing, clear knowing, uh, clear feeling, clear sight, clear smelling, clear taste. Um, did I get them all? 
<laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like the monkey, like the scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, so clear smelling is one of the clairs. Um, and it is, it's a psychic sense. So that may be a way that you are super sensitive and a way that uh, you can open up psychically. That's a psychic gift that you have <laughs> that you may not have known about. <laughs> I did not know that. And it's not a gift when you get it. I'll tell you. Oh, uh, no, it is. It, you don't feel like it is because <laughs> it's like uh, everything coming at you. Well, you have to manage it. So, uh, a little tangent here on psychic senses <laughs> um, you have to learn just like your emotions um, and being prepared you have to learn how to manage it so nothing nothing feels like a gift in the beginning because it's unmanaged you don't know you don't know what you're doing but when you prepare and when you're ready um, then you 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 have learned how to manage it and then it becomes this beautiful gift that you're really excited to have so just like you're um, you're saying for everyone to be prepared, uh, you can be prepared in this way to be, to receive your psychic gift. <laughs> yes. Or, or you could be prepared to be not blocked, but be prepared. How do I say this? Be prepared to envelope yourself so that you can be present in the mm -hmm. moment. Because it's very hard when you go into a situation and there's so many feelings and so many, especially when someone's passing away in the room and there's more than one of you. Like if there's a family, there's a lot of energy in there. Mm -hmm. So it'd be really, really important to cover yourself up and ground yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah, put up that shield. You don't want... Uh, you have enough to deal with with your own feelings <laughs> and your own emotions. So I am absolutely not saying to stuff down your own feelings. Um, what I uh, am trying to explain is you're blocking other people's feelings and emotions from coming at you so that you can better process your own feelings and emotions. Because that's another step to being prepared is you moving through those stages of grief and you moving through you know, the processing your own feelings and emotions. Um, you have to do that with your own. You do not need to do that with everyone else's. And like you said, if there's other people in the room, um, you know, they, they have their own feelings and emotions. And then if there's multiple people, you also have the, the feelings and emotions of the person who is, you know, in the process of passing away. Um, you, you know, you can feel everything from them and then the, the staff and the hospital and, you know, people in other rooms. If you are sensitive, you can feel all of that. And that's very overwhelming. So um, you don't you don't need to feel it from everybody else. You have enough to deal no. with <laughs> with your own. Um, you don't need to feel it from everybody else. Especially I find when families aren't prepared and they haven't had these family conversations that we talk about with your backup plan. I find when they're all sitting in this room and it's actually happening, um, there's a lot of emotions from each individual and then it causes fights and arguments and no, mom wanted this, no, she didn't, she wanted that. And you know, that kind of, all of that 
yuckiness energy that we should have had this all arranged before. Look at the queen, for example, who just passed. She has operation, what is it? What did they call it? Operation, oh, I can't I'm remember sure. what they called it. Um, it. It's where they prepare, like everything's organized from her, where, who she's gonna be with when she's dying, who, who's taking her where, where she's gonna be sitting for a week, Every, everything. It's all organized. Every single thing um, is prepared. Um, but the average Joe like us, we're not. We, we don't think of all those things. Well, it's not gonna happen to me, you know? But when it does, um, you're not prepared and the family's not prepared. And that's when we need to have those family conversations so that when you are sitting there all together, you don't have to fight. You've already talked about this, right? Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, I also wanted to talk about, because there is a lot of feelings when you're sitting there with, with others in the family, but what about trying to deal with this? You know, it might be a spouse or a partner that might be a parent that you're caregiving for or someone that you're looking after that's struggling with cancer or a stroke or what a sickness, whatever it might be. Um, how do you deal with that on a daily basis? So again, the, the, for me, the biggest factor is to ground and protect your energy so that you're not collecting theirs. And then when you sit with them, you know, when you're, when you're a caregiver, oh my gosh, there is nothing like that in the world. Um, you, you usually give too much of yourself. <laughs> you usually, um, you know, give and give and give until you cannot possibly give anymore. And then you're, you know, it's at your own expense. Um, so generally that's what happens with caregivers. Um, because, and especially if you're caring for a loved one, because you, you want them to have, you know, the easiest time possible. You want them to be, you know, make the best of their, of their situation, which is not a good situation. Um, so you, you, it's going to be really hard on you no matter what. So it's good to be prepared for that, but then to understand that until you're actually in the situation, it's, it's going to be different when you're actually in the situation. Um, like I think there's no amount of preparedness to compensate for what happens when you're actually there. Um, you yeah. can be as prepared as you possibly can be. Um, and then just to know that it's going to be a little different than you expect it to be in that moment. So like be prepared to go with the flow, be prepared to uh, kind of let things, the feelings. yeah, let, let it ride and to process. Um, so I think if you can prepare in that way, like be prepared to be unexpected <laughs> yeah even so even though you think you are ready for this like i and i mean for some people it's a month or two or three or six months or it can be a year or even two years but and it's such a long drawn out waiting game yeah and you would think that you'd be prepared because you've waited 
and you know it's coming. Yeah. But people say when it does happen, you're not ready. Yeah. Like be prepared to be not ready. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? I, I guess there are certain things you can be prepared for, and that would be certainly the have, logistical. Yeah, like the per, like the person's stuff, yeah. like all of that organized, and 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 wanting to know what they're going to want, and you could be prepared that way. Um, as hard as it is to realize that it's going to happen, and we should be talking about it, even though we think we shouldn't be. Um, I find that with uh, dementia as well, because there's a sense at the beginning of the person with dementia that they realize that they're going into this where they can't remember. It, it's like this weird, you're in both worlds. You like, yeah. I think they see themselves going down that way, but they're still in the regular world. So I think there's a transition there, but then once they hit full-born dementia, I, I'm sure that there's, probably not much realization after that. Um, but for you as the caregiver, you're watching all of this. So there's a lot to process for yourself. A lot mm -hmm. of feelings, a lot so of emotions, hard. a lot of frustration. Yeah. yeah. And it must be them. like with your friend too, with a two-year-old, you know, how do you deal with that as, as a, child as a baby like there's so many why 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 did it happen why me why this yeah, yeah. i don't know you have to ask yourself the hard questions and then come up with your own answer you know you you find the answer that that you resonate with that vibes with you that um you know you that works for you and that's hard. You have to make the choice to continue to get up every day. Is there something you can think of that helps this situation? Because I find that if I have a better understanding of death and what happens, I don't, I can't say I don't feel as sad, but I have a better understanding. I think two things. Uh, one would be connecting with your higher power. You know, whatever, whoever, whatever that may be, connecting with your higher power just automatically makes you feel better. Um, and then connecting with other people here, you know, talk to your best friends, talk to your family, um, tell them, tell them how awful it is, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's okay. You know, you're going through something tragic. It's okay for you to complain. <laughs> it's, it's okay for you to say, I'm having a really hard day. Can you just come over and sit with me? Yeah. Or like, even if you can't come over, you know, during COVID, yeah. just hang out on the phone, put the same thing on TV, watch it at the same time <laughs> and just be connected with other people. Because when you feel alone, um, it's going to be so much worse, so much worse. So connect with your higher power, connect with other people here um, so that you, you are not feeling alone. And like, you're going through this by yourself and you're the only person in the entire world that's ever gone through this and how awful this is, you know, whatever else you say to yourself when you downward spiral. Yeah. Um, so you say a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of horrible things that aren't necessarily true. <laughs> um, so, 
you know, you need, um, you need to stay connected, stay, stay connected because, you know, you're not alone. You're not actually alone. And other people have gone through this and this is not the first tragic thing to happen, uh, ever, or maybe, and maybe it's not the first tragic thing to happen in your life. So it's just, you know, it's another thing that you, you know, you can get through. It's just slow and hard. Um, you just, again, you make that conscious decision to get up every day and continue. And continue with what? Continue with, like when you're lying in bed and you say, I'm going to get up today. What, what do you, what can you say to yourself? Like, how do you get to that higher vibration of, because it's so sad, you know, it's the what if and the dealing with death and dealing with knowing, like there's a realization, you know, that happens even for the caregiver because it's so hard to see the person failing, so hard to see them going and in front of your eyes, so to speak, right? So a comforting, uh, it's kind of odd, but it is a little comforting to know that it is temporary. Um, it won't last. It can't last. So even if that is six weeks or six months or six years, you know, it, it will end eventually. Um, so you can hang on to the fact that you're doing the best you can while you're in it. Um, and sometimes the best you can is barely functioning. <laughs> and, that, and that's okay. It's okay to barely function. You can have an entire large span of time in your life where you barely function. Um, and that's, it sucks, but it, you know, you're going through it and that happened and you know that that is going to end. You will come out on the other side of that barely functioning and someday you will be a fully functional person again. Um, you know, you may have a lot of healing to do and, you know, a lot of work and a lot of grief and a lot to process, uh, but you will be a fully functioning person again. Um, and you can hold on to that while you're in it, you know, um, to say that, that it's temporary. It's yeah. Just... Yeah. This, this won't last. I will, you know, eventually I will be where I want to be. I'm just not there right now. Because when you are in it, you feel like you're swimming in this mucky mud. That's the analogy I use. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, mud. I, I, yeah, because it's it's just thick and it, it's yuckiness, and you really, literally think I'm just going to drown in this mud. Like you don't think that you're going to see any blue sky and some wind to take you into this other blue ocean. Like you, you can't imagine that. Yeah, because you're in it. So I guess um, I have heard that one thing that people like to do while they're processing this is that their worst feeling while it's happening, as well as in the grief period when they're past, is not being able to have those conversations with that person like they used to be able to. Mm. And I think that's probably what 
the worst thing that hits you is I, I just want to talk to them. Like I, I, you know, I hear that all the time. So you can, you can, can, but what I feel like helps for most people because they don't have that 5d, 3d element in their head of what's happening is to actually go and purchase a cheap cell phone with a phone number that resonates with them that they can phone this call this number and speak to that person anytime they want and maybe this is just like a thing that they could use for six months or yes. a year or five years who cares how long it is whatever works right i i don't know i just i thought of that because they haven't passed away but you've lost them like they're a different person they're not the same person i have a friend who uh continued paying her dad's cell phone bill so she could call him and it's still his voicemail um still you know it's kind of like he's there yeah yeah and i and i think it gives something to that person like like it's a visualization to talking to them up there so to speak i yeah. think but it's a 3d it's it's a real physical thing that they can phone and feel like they're talking to them yeah i know some people like they phone this number and talk for like an hour <laughs> but they they just feel so comforted with that yeah a really long voicemail <laughs> yeah wonder how, did you hear did you hear my message i i hope you did <laughs> now you should create a 1-800 number so that people can call and talk to their deceased family members yeah. there you go yeah there's your next idea <laughs> yeah that's true because huh, wouldn't that be scary if they actually did <laughs> <laughs> People would call. Yeah. And just talk. I I think just to have that person to talk to that yeah, I honestly I think that would be a great idea. Um so how do you get your head wrapped around these feelings when you're going through it as well as the person passing too? So that's a lot of energy right there as well, right? Yeah. Um, and again, I would stay in your own space. You know, you keep your energy to yourself. Um, and then that way, you know, if their energy is reaching out to you and it's overwhelming, you can say no, thank you. Or if you do want to let some of their energy in, um, because it's comforting to you to kind of sit with their energy, that's nice too. You know, you, you do whatever feels right for you in the moment. Um, you could, you could go either way with that. Um, but just remember that you're processing your own feelings and emotions. You don't have to process other people's feelings and emotions. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah, that's remembering is the hard part. The remembering, yes. Yeah. Because um, I, I seem to feel it when I look in the person's eyes. Um, not so much if I can look away and just hear it. 
as much as I, I, I feel like I just gone into their eyes and now I'm just like part of them. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like. And so if I could block it, like you say, that that would, especially when someone's passing away, it's super important to be able to be strong and, and not that being sad for the person or empathetic is weak because it isn't it's empowering but you definitely feel weak when it hits you <laughs> because sure. you've taken all this extra energy on that isn't yours yeah um, it's okay yeah um and how would you tell kids you know that having to go through this Oh my gosh, kids are going to process it a little differently. They're, they're going to act out behaviorally. Um, you're going to physically see their emotions coming out in the form of bad behavior <laughs> or withdrawn behavior. You know, they could go either way, um, lash out or, or be withdrawn. Um, so as much as you can, just talk with them. Let them know that you, you are there for them. And, you know, you can help them process their emotions and you can just sit with them. Like maybe they just need to be hugged. Um, maybe, maybe they need to go outside and run with you, you know, to physically get out the energy. So they are, they're going to react a little bit differently. You're going to physically see, see their emotions coming out. It's just generally how kids operate. Um, uh, and so then, really it's like to, to analyze the situation to see whether do they need to go and like get rid of the energy or do they need to go sit quietly yeah. in a situation, whether it's by themselves or with other people or. Yeah. Sometimes they just them. need a handheld or a hug, you know, and I, you know, just sit with them and wrap your arms around them and just be or go out onto a boat or like go camping or take, go take yourself away. Maybe like, yeah. From the situation and look at it differently. Yeah. They're going to need that physical response. Yeah. Um, they might not know what they want. Right. Nope. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hard job. That's one of the hardest things about being a parent. You have to figure it out. <laughs> I know. We're not given this book. <laughs> no. I, I, I think that somebody should write this book on how to, how to be the best parent or how, what to do when. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it, it's just so hard to float through life not knowing the what ifs and how to figure things out like this. So what would you suggest if you were bringing up children to the hospital and like i said it's different than saying going home or to their house or something even though there's smells but now you've got energy and smells all in one place in a hospital so how would you help a child to cope with that well i would say how how uh, aware is that child like because I'm so aware, my kids are aware. Like we talk about energy all the time. <laughs> so um, what kind of communication do you have with them already? You know, 
like I would tell my kids, you know, visualize, you know, do your grounding and protecting. <laughs> I would tell them and they would know, they would know what that means. Um, so it, it depends on where, you know, what level you're at, where are you at with them? Um, if you're, if you're not there yet, um, then it would be a little more difficult to explain it to a child that they're going to feel all of this stuff and they're not going to understand where it's coming from. Um, but they're going to need to run it off. So afterwards, it's really important that they clear that energy away. Um, other grounding techniques are taking a bath, walking outside barefoot, um, like earthing. It's a good, and kids, I mean, kids love being barefoot anyway. Um, yeah. you know, unless, unless it's freezing outside. Um, or snowing, you know, it's not safe for them to be barefoot, but uh, running outside barefoot is great. Um, you know, sitting sitting quietly is also another way of grounding. Um, and grounding helps you release the energy that you've collected. Um, so they're gonna need other ways if, if they don't understand energy. Yeah, because I, I learned that you could actually physically, when, when you're still learning how to do it, otherwise you can imagine it. But I learned that you can have a shower and yes. you have the water come down and you just stand in the shower and visualize as well as it actually happening. Um, but you feel the water trickling off of you and you feel that energy going down the drain. Did you read so, that in my book? <laughs> that's, no, that's no, it's just something that I had to come up with in my mind. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's a tip, and I and I feel too oh. much. Um, that's a tip in my book is to visualize when you're in the shower to you know washing away. Same with the massage. If you're getting a massage, um, you can like visualize the massage therapist, you know, rubbing out all of the toxins and all of the bad energies away from your body. Um, same same kind of thing that's cool that you said that <laughs> that's funny um it was just something i had to visualize in my head because um i think i was just i seem to have just learned my power like my ability i guess you could say mm -hmm. and i didn't know what to do with it and why is this happening you know why why am i having this happen and i obviously it happened before but i never realized that so i think with a with the kids you could help them understand the energy but it like you said is there something on your youtube channel that could help them understand not specifically for kids nothing that's specifically made for kids but like i'm very open with my kids when i talk about energy um, so if you, you know, if you're comfortable talking about feelings and emotions and energy, just talk to them like they're adults, you know, they're, they're going to understand what they understand. Um, and they're going to ask you maybe strange or detailed questions <laughs> that you may not expect, but you know, That's it's okay. okay. Yeah. Talk to them at your level and they will, Kids are smart enough. They will ask you the question, ask you the right questions, you know, to help them understand more. Um, so I, I would just speak openly from your heart, you know, teach them what you know, teach them what you understand. Um, and it'll, it'll at least open the door for the communication. 
as well as even when you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. You can say, research. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And to find out, like to, to research it and, yeah. uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work on this together. Maybe that could be a together thing. Yeah. A bonding thing that you could do together. And just like it's important for you to know that you're not alone, it's important for them to know that you're there for them. Um, so that, that together bit is important um, because they need to know that they're not alone too. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. I can't believe how much we've covered <laughs> today. I think I might have you come back. Absolutely. We could sure. talk about some more stuff, you know, especially especially the caregiver part, even if you don't have that, you know, it might not be your spouse or something, but a family relative or something. That's also difficult in, because we all have our own emotions and we all have our own relationship with that person. So it can vary, right? Yeah. What kind of last message would you, before I ask you your last message, I want to mention that Alicia's stuff is all in the description box below. Her website is down there. If you want to reach out to her, you can. You can comment on the video as well as you can reach out to her. Um, her books are on her website, right? Your All your books are on there. Mm -hmm. And your services are on there. Yeah, so, okay, perfect. So we're all good there. It's all in the description box below. So what kind of message would you like to leave the listeners? It, this is quite the depth, very deep conversation we've had, yeah. um, I think. And um, I know it will help a lot of people because sometimes we just need clarity, you know, that we are thinking a certain way and we just, we're on the right, we're on the right, right place. Like we're going the right direction. So what kind of message would you like to give the listeners? I think it's important that you know you're not alone. You're not alone and there's nothing wrong with you. And even though it doesn't feel like it right now, everything will be okay eventually. Eventually. So stick it out for now. Keep going. Keep going. And you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. There are days we don't think we can. I think, you know, because it's, I think with kids involved, it brings up that what, why, you know, because I can just picture kids saying, well, why, why did this happen? Why, why now? Like, why, why? And I, I think instead of answering the why, it's probably somehow better to do it how you're saying. What, what would you think you would say to your son or daughter that saying, why did this happen to my best friend, mom? Why, why? I would say because that was her life purpose. Yeah. It was meant to be. For whatever reason, that mm -hmm. was her job. Yep. Yeah. And accept that. Yeah. And, and know that it's of a higher source of, yeah. of reasoning. Yeah even though we in the 3D can't think that, like we don't understand that. That's hard, especially for a kid. We don't even understand it as an adult. <laughs> 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 you 
you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Alicia. I so greatly appreciate you coming on our show. It's It's been great to have you. And we could talk so much about more, more about feelings and emotions and energy and because it all, it's about all a big play in our daily life as well as when there's tragedies. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. It's been great talking with you. Oh, thank you. Um, so take a moment and subscribe to our channel listeners um, and click on that bell so you get notified. I want to tell you again. <laughs> click on that bell with the, my hand comes out and click on the subscribe button so you stay tuned for our podcast and our live streams. We have great conversations with some of the most interesting and compelling and accomplishing accomplished people in the world today. I think you'll be entertained and informed and hope that we've inspired you and motivated you to start thinking about your unique plan. Um, nobody's Superman or Supergirl, so expect the unexpected. And I think you said that so many times, Alicia. <laughs> expect the unexpected. Uh, thank you again to all of our listeners. We now are on our third season. We are on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and Facebook. We have a VIP Facebook group that you are welcome to join. And um, it's a community that's built up of like-minded people that have questions or situations in their life about getting better prepared as well. So thank you for sharing your time with us. I love each and every one of you. And we always end with Carol Burnett. And I'm sure Alicia knows who Carol Burnett is. <laughs> Isn't she from somewhere down over there? Isn't she? I actually have no idea. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Someone told me, and I can't remember if it was Texas or Colorado or Pennsylvania. I, anyways, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to find that out. But anyways, um, Carol Burnett has a wonderful uh, TV show that we've all enjoyed so very much. So I always end with Carol Burnett. I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it comes a time we have to say so long. So long, everybody. I hate to say goodbye, but expect the unexpected. Thank you, Alicia, for coming on again, our show. So Thank happy you so to much. have you. You're welcome. And thank you listeners for finding us and listening to our show today. So glad to have you. Be kind, stay safe. Till next time. Bye.